we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. He is mad. He is crazy. Some say he never had any marbles at birth. Or maybe he's onto something. It's the Queery Cast with the Larry Queery Eye. It's not fearless. Just real talk. And now, here's your host. Hi, hi, hello, and hey, hey, welcome to this week's episode of the Criticast. The name is Larry. Thank you very much for joining me on a fascinating episode. The second part I'm going to be talking about this week is going to be uh, on the opening of restaurants and the COVID-19 threats and all sorts of things that are happening in the country. Yeah, some sad news as well, in as far as that is concerned. And in the third section, of course, at August Silna, as well as um, Jada Pinkett's story. Uh, yeah, the weird story. Yeah. Weird, mate. Weird. <laughs> Is it all that uncommon? Really? Okay, let me spoil it. Let's go through some of the stories I made the news this, this week. Bread price went down. That was weird. Like, when did the price of anything ever go down in Zimbabwe? But it didn't go down in the shops because the shops are like, no, we weren't told. It just came out of the newspaper. But uh, subsequently, some shops started dropping prices. But, you know, the, the Grain Marketers Association of Zimbabwe said it is linking its pricing of bread to the new RBZ auction system. And that auction system, of course, which went online a couple of weeks ago, uh, is you know, devalued the Zimbabwe dollars quite significantly. And, uh, yeah, it's on every Tuesday, which means is the price of bread going to change every Tuesday? It doesn't make sense. This country is just weird. It's just weird. It's just got too many bad habits. <laughs> you know, I, I always look at Zimbabwe and think of it like it's one of those things that play. It's like one of those people that gets every opportunity in the world to do something really awesome and chooses to do the other thing. Yeah. And it's not even just political, which is even if you look at sport and all that and stuff, every opportunity to do something, we kind of take the option that it's just like, no, we enjoy our bad habits too much. But I don't know. This is, this is the thing. The other side, there's just no clarity around a lot of these things. You know, I don't know. Just never know. It opens too many things up for speculation, doesn't it? In other news, Van Choga has left uh, Say Colors Music. Yeah, that's a thing that happened. Um, he's just decided that he just needs to start chart his own path. He's been left with, with different people looking at it in different ways because it's just a year into his career or something like that. A lot of people are like, oh, you haven't really learned the industry. And while other people are like, yeah, you know, do your thing. But it's a complicated world out there. A lot of people have tried to do, to do things in their own too early or sometimes too late. And other ways it's affected the careers quite differently. Also happening, um, what I'm also looking at, uh, Tintin, yeah, she, her story is interesting. Her friend uh, Becky passed away and became a thing that people were saying that she, there was drugs involved and so forth. She came out with a letter which just excoriated the media and all sorts of people for, you know, suggesting that there were drugs behind the death of her friend. She said her friend had a, a health problem and happened to just die in her house. And she recounts, uh, the things that happened that led up to the death of her friend and, um, you know, and uh, the aftermath where she tried to get the body to the morgue and so forth and riding with the body in a taxi and so forth. It's it's rather disconcerting, though. It, it's sad that, you know, she's had to deal with this sort of thing. But 
I'm, I'm wishing you all the best uh, going forward. Uh, what else? Uh, uh, the Africa Cup of Nations has moved to uh, the following year, 2020. Yeah, in you know, we moved the African Cup of Nations 2021. It's moved to been moved to 2022. Is what I meant to say. It's going to be happening in in um, in the same country that is uh, Cameroon. Uh, the Africa, the Confederate of African Football, made the decision saying that there's just been a backlog of too many uh, in, too much international football. We don't know when the international football is coming back uh, because travel. It, restrictions are still on of course countries like rwanda have opened up and said commercial flights are allowed but you still need when you get there you need a, a covid19 certificate that says you've been tested and within 72 hours you get there in 24 hours but i don't know how many african countries are ready to do that you know countries like madagascar for example have instituted lockdowns again because there's been an uptick in terms of uh, cases and you know, you never know. That's something I'm going to talk about a bit more in the next uh, section of the Greek House. But I don't know when international football is going to come back. I know, yeah. But although tourism is opening up in the rest, rest of the world, parts of the world, but we don't know. Uh, what else has been happening? A, a, a big, a funny story here. Kanye West says he's running for president of the United States. Did you see that? <laughs> of course, it's all a bit silly when you really think about it, because... Country, states like Texas, which holds the most uh, in an electoral college, uh, have closed their, their f- dates for filing. So he really can't file papers to run for the for the presidency of the United States if he can't get the electoral college for those states. Uh, it might be they are up to something. And Elon Musk was first to congratulate him, one of the first people to say, yay. So I think it's a publicity stunt, a new song out. And next thing they're going to say, oh, we've got a new car. You know, that's how they do it. And finally, in this segment, a man has become, went viral being the horniest man alive. Uh, He listed by performers, 370 adult performers, like porn stars. And uh, yeah, then he was offered a job as a talent evaluator by a porn site. But that's not the big story for me. The big story is, how much porn is this guy watching? Because when you really think about it, to be able to evaluate performances, he's sitting through copious amounts of content. So as to say, mm, yeah, there's various positions. I mean, like, what is the standardization? That's another thing. Is it genre? Is it because he's a lot of good, this one's got a lot of girl and girl action? Is it because this one, I mean, is, is it heteronormative? Is he watching a wide range of porn and looking at the performance? And also, notwithstanding, most people really just watch about a maximum of five minutes of porn before they use it for what it necessarily is. I don't understand. I really don't. I really, really, uh, I, I mean, I'd love to find out what, what exactly, how he gets around making the, the standards and so forth. But yeah, it's a strange world out there. Wash your hands, avoid sick people and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. So Zimbabwe this uh, past week opened up restaurants and uh, national parks as well as, uh, what was the other thing that they opened up? They opened up um, the 
hunting, yes, safaris, yeah, for, for domestic tourism. So you can go. I don't know if you can go hunting because you still need papers to even just get into city centers, never mind intercity. So I don't know the people that are hunting, are the people close to there, so nobody else can. You remember that clarity you're talking about? Weird. This is, and, and, and they're about to announce that Victoria Force is opening this week. So does that mean you need a special paper to go into Victoria Force? Are you going to need to get COVID-19 injections to go to there or testers to get into Victoria? It's just not clear. It's just not clear. What is clear for a certainty is that restaurants opened immediately in, in Harare. I went around the day that um, it was announced that restaurants are opening and checked out two or three places. And they're already having sit-in customers. The, the government hadn't even said what needs to be done. But I suppose the argument will be they have been open for so long and they've been having sort of um, items in which they, you know, they're supposed to have temperature guns. Uh, sit there. But, I mean, the sitting space is like, how, do, how many metres apart? It's still going to be two metres, but I, I can tell you for sure I went to places and people were not two metres apart. They weren't. The place wasn't fifty. Was fifty percent capacity. It was under fifty percent capacity. But it's pointless saying it's fifty fifty percent capacity, and you're sitting in close proximity. Of course, the argument could be say that maybe they came from the same family. But I saw people that don't stay together, who were sitting close to each other, and that raises a lot of questions because. You know, in other countries, since they opened up, especially in the United States, there's been an uptick in, in the number of cases of COVID-19, leading to some states instituting stay-at-home orders. And in some places like Spain, certain regions, and in Germany and so forth, where they've been, had localized lockdowns, the United Kingdom and Leicester, they've just had localized lockdowns. So the big worry for Zimbabwe is that so far there's been an increase, a significant increase in cases, mostly put down to people who stay in, who came in as returnees from other countries. But the reality is, uh, are we now suddenly going to have a lot more cases based on contact, local contact? And are we at risk in a couple of weeks of having a, another you know, nationwide lockdown? Or maybe even sometimes a localized lockdown? Because this COVID-19 situation is certainly going to be around for a bit. Um, look, I'm not trying to scare you a lot more than we have before, but it is a worry, isn't it? Because, and, and by the way, I think places should be open. I think that we should try as much as possible to try and give, <laughs> preserve jobs, uh, get people working again, get get a lot more honesty, because there was a lot of dishonesty that was happening now. The, the, a lot of rent-seeking behavior and re, re-gerrymandering of the economy and so forth. But I I do also think that the, the clarity around the announcement wasn't made um, evident quickly. Uh, that that said, I mean, uh, the the other side of it all is that I saw a place that is a restaurant because a lot of people were having their drinks at restaurants and then dance a bit afterwards. I saw a place then saying that they have re- they open for dinner again, but they had three DJs on rotation. 
And I'm not understanding what that means. Does, does that mean they're going back to their old system in which they'll just play music and their license goes up to a certain time? And does that mean that bars are open? And if bars are open, what are the, uh, what are the checks and balances? You get what I'm saying? And this comes on, on the back of the fact that we've now got eight COVID-19 deaths. Uh, and the most worrying one recently is a 21-year-old who passed away. Yes, uh, they say she had comorbidities, but she had no history of travel, which means it's a local contact case. And local transmission is increasing. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that worries me a lot is that a lot of our people just don't know that they might have comorbidities. We don't have a history of going to the, to the, to the doctor a lot. So what, that, what could happen is that you could be having a diabetic condition of some sort or heart condition, you just don't know. And so far, we've just kind of dodged the bullet by, by not really hanging out so much. But who knows? That said, I, there have been stories of people breaking lockdown, either more openly in, you know, in, uh, in, on the south side of Samora. I'm talking about Harare in this instance. Uh, well, in the north side of Samora, people having, you know, parties at their homes, big yard, you can have 30 friends over. Uh, no cops are really going to come and check on you. You know what I mean? So... I don't know. It's, it is a worry because, you, you know, uh, like, well, like I said, I'm a big fan of reopening the economy. I think we do need to open, reopen the economy. I think there's a lot of stuff that that needs to be done. And if an operational economy can actually help with the health system and can get us moving forward in a lot of things that have just sort of stopped because uh, of COVID-19. But at the same time, there has to be a lot of clarity around this. Because if we don't get it right, we're going to fall behind a lot of countries who have a lot of clarity. And therefore, us traveling to some of those countries will require more stringent measures than other people traveling from other countries. That's the bigger thing here. You know, because in, in, in when as they are opening up uh, tourism and travel for other countries, uh, especially like in Europe and so forth, they are saying that people from certain countries are going to be allowed to come in slowly. So maybe Greece would say, you know, we're allowing travelers from certain countries. I know certainly in Sweden, which did not have lockdowns, is not getting as much love as other countries who instituted lockdowns. So we could become one of those countries who could be like only allowed to travel to other countries maybe in, in December. But in the context of that, I think, I think there's an opportunity for Southern Africa somehow to come up with a regional tourism and travel type of situation. So travel, maybe trial open borders to each other and before opening to the rest of Africa or the world and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. It is complicated. Governance is easy before you actually have to do it. It's Larry, listening to the Criticast. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. 
furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. Yes, and the third section of the Criticast All is the relationship segment. I did say I'll talk about that August Alsina as well as Jada Pinkett story. Now, August Alsina, uh, the singer, came out to say this week, is he a rapper, singer, rapper, something? He came out and he said that he had been in a long term. Long term is a word, but a couple of years. I don't know what long term is because these days people date for like three minutes and they're done. Well, I mean, my instance is three hours. Three hours is my longest relationship this year, isn't it? Mm. say, yes, let's go out. And then three hours later, you kind of like, ah, she said, wow, <laughs> instead of wow. <laughs> ah, kidding. Where am I? I don't know. So anyway, uh, August Alcina then says that they've been in a relationship for a couple of years. Now, of course, Jada Pinkett Smith is the wife of Will Smith. So everybody's like, ooh. Reading further, he goes on to say that uh, Will Smith had given the blessing because he, Will and Jada had transitioned into a life partnership. It means not really any romanticism around it. And therefore, they could be in this other relationship. Now, a lot of people have been like, oh, Porky's on one side. She's denied that this happened. And he's, he's, he hasn't said much. And some people are saying he's trying to sell his album. And some people are like, oh, of course she would do it because, you know, they always have had this kind of weird relationship, Will and Jada. And, you know, suspicions that they're in an open marriage and so forth. They haven't really confirmed it. And the open-mindedness about their own children. I don't know. It is what it is. And because it's hashtag relationship goals, this is a thing that has elicited a lot of discussion. So I asked a couple of people. What do you do? You, who do you think it's true? Did it actually happen? This is number one and number two. If someone were to give their blessing for you to hook up with their partner, uh, or their wife, or their husband, whatever the case, would you actually do it? Would you take it up? And this is what I had to say. Yeah, yeah. Hi, this is Clive Chikubu, and you're listening to the Query Cast. Shop, shop. Query. Rap. I definitely think the August Alsina Jada Pinkett Smith story is true because Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith have long been suspected of having an open marriage. Although Jada in one interview preferred to call it a grown one, not necessarily an open one. So both of them have leeway to do whatever they want. <coughs> so I don't find it far-fetched that this would happen between Jada Pinkett Smith and August Alsina. Uh, if I were in the same situation, me attracted to someone who's married and then they marriage me giving their blessing, I still wouldn't do it. I would not because a lot of people want to come across as liberal. A lot of people are willing to say that they're liberal and will allow themselves in um, relationships such as that when in actual fact they don't have the capacity or the maturity or whatever it is that allows them to continue in a relationship like that with without any damage being done. I think in many cases People like the idea, but when it comes to actually knowing that this is happening, it takes a toll on them psychologically, mentally, emotionally too. Uh, so I wouldn't do it 
because of the potential damage that I could be doing by trusting that a person is okay with that kind of relationship. Uh, even for me, I don't think I would do it for my own sake because it, it must be difficult. It can't be easy. I don't think it's easy. If August Olsina had to walk away from it, then it means that even for him, it could have been stressful. So I think it's just really, I'd, I'd rather just not do it or try. And this, my feelings for that person are that strong. That's what I think. Um, okay, so I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with open marriages um, as long as neither of the um, parties is coerced or forced into it, as long as it's a free decision on both or all ends, there is nothing wrong with it. And well, I don't think somebody would just go on an interview and talk about something that's not true like that. So I think I believe it. I think it's true. Um, well, it would be a bonus if the other half kept the place. <laughs> that would be a bonus. But yeah, I think... Oh, it would be weird, so I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I would not do it. Like, yeah, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Hello, Larry. So, the Jada and um, August story, or is it August story? <laughs> I think that it's true. Look, these are Americans we're talking about, and they happen to be moneyed, and uh, they are celebrities. So, yeah very believable and then secondly would i be in a relationship with a married somebody if i um got a blessing from their spouse hell no i don't subscribe to adultery because i think it still remains to be adultery so no thanks that's not for me so yeah that's my feedback and i'm sticking to it Ngamanyala nalawa ongeke uthandane lendoda yomunye umuntu ngomfazi ngomunye umuntu ngoba vele into yakhona vele ayicini khona apha ayipheleli vele khona apha ngamanyala vele lokho ngumsuzu azingeke sikuvume khona oko Larry attraction attraction so if everything that we attracted to we open our legs for like Mrs Johnson at a click of our fingers ujuthi we are going to be screwing the whole world pen Angeke noma uthi awuvumile ngombe kavumanga ukuthi ukuthi lapha baya promote ubisi hule never What's up this is Pascal and Pierce and you guys are listening to the Query Cast and you're probably on crack right now son Oh yeah Oh Well I don't know <laughs> over the veracity of the claims I have no idea I mean I really don't do much in terms of following people's uh, personal lives, you know, famous people's personal lives. That's why a lot of people are like, yeah, you should cancel people because they did something terrible. I'm like, yeah, if I chose to cancel people because they did somebody something terrible, it means I'd have to care about every artist in the world's personal lives. And I've just never been one who follows famous people's personal lives. I just, they just don't, I just don't find them interesting, you know. So... 
I, I decide I like people for their art. But anyway, uh, in this instance, uh, what I believe what you want to. I mean, I can see why it could be true. And I can also see why it might not be true. Um, uh, there are parts of it that are believable. And I'll tell you why it's believable. You have the instance of Rita Mali, if you've watched the Mali documentary, in which she says that uh, at some point she had to go and kick groupies out of Bob Marley's bedroom. And you could you could see that one of the, her daughters was like, how could my father allow this sort of relationship or this sort of thing to carry on? And she said that, well, the reason why, this is Rita saying that, why is because the, they had transitioned beyond husband and wife. It was something more spiritual or something greater. Um, and so that was the reason. To say the couple had gone on to a different level and what they wanted from their relationship was completely different. They had transitioned. It's something a lot more. And the idea of a life partnership is not that strange because, it, you know, the... the the, why people get into marriage is for different reasons and why they stay in it is for different reasons. I know a couple who share a home and they're married and they have children and so forth. And But for all intents and purposes, they the relationship is now not really about them attracted to each other. And they both have other partners and they're heterosexual. So it's not even one of those situations where someone is marrying because they are they're, 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 they're gay or something like that. But they just now, they, when you see them in public, you wouldn't know that they are, uh, they just kind of live together. And they have a very cordial relationship. They have a wonderful relationship. They deeply love and care for each other. And I mean, in one instance, instance when they were explaining to me, they said uh, the husband is allowed to go and sleep out uh, on 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 nights, if they're gonna go, if he's gonna go sleep out with his partner, just gonna make sure that they have dinner with the children, and leave and then come back by before the children are up, so that they can, they you know they create a normal type of setting for their for their children. And the question for me is, how many relationships of this nature are there? Uh, the only difference here is maybe August or Sinner. I mean, Will and Jada's relationship has come out. And is it actually that unconventional? Is it actually that crazy? Is it actually that strange? I mean, we've always tried to, to clasp the idea of marriages and people who are exclusive for the rest of their lives. And maybe our parents were not exclusive. And they just didn't tell anyone. They were just very good at hiding it. There was no... August Alcina to come and snitch on the whole situation. That could be the case. I mean, you know, and, and you just never know. And and that's the thing for me that, you know, I, I think there's a lot of rethinking, or maybe not even rethinking. Um, maybe there's there's a lot of value in 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 trying to find the privacy of a relationship again. Um, I know a lot of people like to put their relationships online, but, you know, for the protection of the other person, the question is, do you really want to be put, putting it on blast? And then when you put it on blast, when other details that you don't want to get in public, you come out, the, the embarrassment is a lot huger, it's a lot more bigger. There's a difference between probably some of these situations explode 
in neighborhoods. So if you were just out in Chisumbaje or something like that and exploded, it just kind of was there and it ended. Although, of course, at that, that time, at time, Chisumbaje was a whole world. So it, it could be, uh, you know, could be the equivalent of the rest of the world. But if it got onto the internet, it became a thing. Or maybe it's just a maybe it's just an opportunity for to discuss honestly what we want. I know we've discussed the idea of open marriage and so forth. Would someone do it? But it's a time maybe just just twenty twenty is doing the most. Okay, it's doing the it's doing the most. It's really breaking up a lot of things that we suddenly have to deal with in a rush. Yeah, I don't know. As for me, would I do it? I've been. Often situations where somebody comes to me strangely and says, my wife thinks you're cute. And I just don't know what to do with that information. I have no idea what to think if somebody's, when somebody comes and say, my wife is attracted to you. I just, like, okay, is this one of those where I'm going to get shot dead? You know, it's maybe sadistic. Maybe I watch too many movies, but... I don't know. I've just never taken it up. People's wives scare me. People get shot for less. (laughs) But I don't judge anyone who takes it up. And, you know, I don't judge anyone, to be honest. Life is too short. It's it's like ridiculously short. And people should be open to do what they want to do and, and still deal with the consequences, whether it's if you're allowed to be in the relationship, suddenly get discarded. And then you feel hurt like an August scene, and then you want to go and cry to the, on social media. Yeah, the, the consequences of all of that. Or it ends in nothing. Maybe that's how you end up for the rest of your life. Whatever it is. Yeah, and that's it for this week's episode of The Criticast. Thank you very much for joining me. The name is Larry Quirirai. Twitter, at Quirirai, K-W-I-R-I-R-A-Y-I. Instagram, Larry Quirirai. Uh, look for me on Facebook, Larry Quirirai, or Larry Web Doctor. Um, also, look up, uh, what's it? Where else? Where else am I? LinkedIn, yes, do that. Uh, of course, this is hosted by Iona.fm. Thank you very much. They're pretty awesome at this. Um, you also, you can get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Just look for Quiddicast on the internet. Uh, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Do the things that makes the the pots to be done. Uh, this podcast is brought to you, of course, by Three Men on a Boat, the publishing company for this. And uh, yeah, take care of yourself and the people that you love. And do I have a clever saying for this week? Yes, I do. Do you know that uh, you cannot hum while holding your nose? Yeah, you cannot hum while holding your nose closed. It's been Larry. It's been the Criticast. Take care of yourself. I see you.